Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So to you, so let's talk some Dynasty. Episode number 142, we're going to talk about some players that have been falling in my latest rankings. Uh, Last week I uh, shared about players that had been rising in my rankings based on the previous month of little bits of news and team activities uh, as it relates to recent trades, uh, contract extensions, coach speak, camp reports, things like that. I'm going to do the same thing this week, but I'm going to write about players that are falling in my rankings due to the same uh, information. Uh, Two weeks ago I conducted kind of a big ranking sweep based on all the recent news and updates. I don't like to make major changes at this time of year because the reports, you know, that we get are, you know, primarily puff pieces, you could call them. Uh, But I did reconsider uh, my position on a few players after reviewing teams' overall off-season moves. And so that said, here are some players that have fallen into my rankings over the last month of news and my reassessment of their current situations. Uh, First would be Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan lost his best weapon that he ever had, of course, Julio Jones. Uh, the two definitely formed an incredible connection over the last 10 years. Um, but after trading him to Tennessee, I think his absence is really going to be felt, even if the Falcons added Kyle Pitts like they did in the rookie class. I think it takes time to develop the kind of chemistry that Ryan had with Jones, and it's pretty unreasonable to assume that a rookie can step right in and create the same co- cohesion, especially in a new offensive system with a new head coach, Art Smith. Uh, Ryan is 36 years old and has two years left on his contract. I kept him ranked relatively high in my rankings, uh, given the possibility that they would keep Julio and add Pitts to be, you know, competitive for the next two years. But since they traded Jones, um, I've dropped Ryan back just a bit to being quarterback number 15 uh, behind Ryan Tannehill, who has Jones now, behind Matt Stafford, who I wrote about last week and talked about last week, and behind Tua Tungavaola, who I moved up a bit in recent weeks. So I still believe in Ryan for this year and next, but I think his value is diminishing from a dynasty perspective, Um, just knowing that he's got two years left in Atlanta and that traded Julio Jones. Ryan is one of my most owned quarterbacks, uh, so I will be offering trades this week for the likes of Tannehill and Stafford and Tua just to see if I can get other managers interested, although I think at this point Ryan's going to be pretty hard to sell. Next player that's dropped in my rankings is uh, Miles Sanders. This really depresses me uh, to say this, but Miles Sanders has dropped further. Um, I have to back off of my love from him at this point. Sanders was my number two ranked rookie in the 2019 class, a good bit ahead of where most other analysts had him ranked in that rookie class. And the end of his rookie year proved me right. Uh, But since then, I have to concede. Uh, Philadelphia has a new head coach that did not draft Sanders. Uh, They added running back in free agency and the draft, uh, on Johnson and Kenny Gainwell, respectively. Uh, teams uh, speak with the moves that they make, and so these moves look bad for Sanders. I still believe in his talent and think that he's far and away the best running back on their team, uh, but the team has spoken by their actions, causing me to pause and move Sanders back uh, to my RB number 16. He had been ranked as high as number 9 in my rankings. Uh, the Eagles... Experiment uh, this year with with Jalen Hurts at quarterback also creates a big question mark. 
uh, given that Hertz will take a lot of the rushing yards himself and rushing touchdowns probably, uh, take those away from Sanders. I think Sanders is just falling, um, and, and that's kind of depressing news uh, for me this offseason. The guy who has had him on many rosters and loves his talent and wish that this was not the case, but had to be honest with my assessment. Next player that's dropped a bit in my rankings is J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Dobbins was my second-ranked rookie uh, behind Jonathan Edwards last year, even after being drafted by Baltimore, who likes to run by committee and has a quarterback who steals a lot of rushing yards and, court and touchdowns, Lamar Jackson. Um, he flashed elite talent last year, but I'm just afraid the Baltimore's offseason moves will limit his production for the years to come. Um, as I said last week, Gus Edwards signed a two-year deal, meaning he will be a very active part of the offense. He's one of the players that I rose in my rankings. Um, plus, Baltimore drafted two you know, star-wide receivers in the draft. Uh, they drafted receivers a lot in recent drafts, but not with a talent of, of the guys that they drafted uh, this year with Rashad Bateman and uh, Tylen Wallace. Um, I believe Baltimore realizes that they need to be more dynamic in the passing game to compete with AFC teams like Kansas City and Buffalo, so they drafted accordingly, and I think that's going to change their scheme accordingly, at least a reasonable degree, just a reasonable degree. Uh, and I think this news spells, you know, less touches uh, for the supremely talented Dobbins, who's just going to share the load pretty equally uh, with Edwards, I think. I moved Dobbins down to my number one, or number 15 uh, ranked running back, just ahead of Sanders, who I just said was at 16. Next player to move down was DeAndre Swift. I moved Swift down to my running back number 18. Um, as I said last week, it became clear that Jamal at Williams is uh, going to see his fair share of touches next year in Detroit. Uh, Smith is far younger and more talented, but Williams, he's just a tough-nosed player, and he's going to cut into the workload next year. Uh, and Williams, you know, that's just what he's going to do. The coaching staff in Detroit has already spoken by their actions with what they did uh, when they and they weren't the coaching staff that actually drafted Swift, but they were the coaching staff that acquired Williams in free agency. So all signs point to the Lions being a very defensive-minded run-first team, which that's good for the run game, but I think those runs are going to be split uh, more evenly than we would like. Not as much as Dobbins and Edwards, but probably uh, not far off from that. Uh, just add to that fact, too, that the offense should just struggle a little bit more with Goff at quarterback instead of Stafford. Uh, I think this offensive output in Detroit will be worse than in previous years. And add to that that they're going to be split um, you know, split backfield, that does not add up very well for Swift. Next running back that moved down in my rankings was Raheem Mostert. And Mostert was already falling down the dynasty rankings after the 49ers traded up to draft Trey Sermon. And still, I didn't drop him too much in my rankings because he's such, so good and efficient when he's healthy, that is, and playing. I still believe he's going to be their week one starter in San Francisco, but Sermon's very positive reports out of mini camps, and the fact that Shanahan will split carries between backs no matter what their names are has really made me move Mostert's dynasty value down a little bit. Uh, this news stinks for me because he's also one of my most rostered players. Um, I don't see any way that Sermon becomes the lead back for the 49ers because I don't see a way that Mostert will be either. <laughs> I would think that they're just going to split, and I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Wayne Gallman or Jeff Wilson, after he returns from his in injury, be part of the mix as well. Um, I'm down on San Francisco running backs overall, just given the way that Shanahan uses them. Uh, even though I had Sermon ranked number 24, uh, which is real now, right now seven spots ahead of Mostert, who's number 31. Next player that I'm moving down my rankings is Robbie Anderson. 
which stinks. I really love Robbie Anderson's uh, opportunities this year, um, but I'm really concerned about his long-term status in Carolina, especially after they drafted Terrace Marshall in the second round of this year's draft. Um, when he signed with Carolina last uh, last year, uh, Anderson, that is, when he signed with Carolina last year, I really banked on his connection with his former college coach, Matt Rule, uh, to make him a vital part of the offense, and I was right. Uh, now I fear that Marshall was drafted for the same reason because of his connection with college coach Joe Brady. It is true that Curtis Samuels departed the team in free agency, but that makes for more opportunities for Anderson and Marshall. Uh, I'm just worried that this might be the last year that that's the case. Carolina may opt to hold his rookie contract and then let Anderson walk in free agency if Marshall plays well enough. And so as a result, thinking long-term, I love Anderson this year, but I had to move him down to number my 43rd-ranked wide receiver because I'm not sure that he's going to be with the team the following year. Next player uh, moving down my rankings is DJ Chark. I just think his new coaching staff, uh, they weren't the ones that drafted Chark, and they added a ton of wide receivers uh, on their team, a few of the draft and a bunch in free agency. Um, a bunch that they signed, uh, rather, as UDFAs, and they did free agency, too, with, with um, Marvin Jones. So add all that to the fact that they've been running, Travis Etienne is running routes like a receiver, and the hype that's been kind of hyped in camp that LaVisca Chenault has been playing really well. I think that Coach Myers, uh, he's, he's commented that Chark needed to add weight. So there's all those things that just kind of add up to make me think the bottom line is that Chark was not part of the players added to the, the roster by this coaching staff. Uh, Jacksonville has a stellar new quarterback, obviously, with the first pick in the draft in Trevor Lawrence. But it really remains to be seen who's going to benefit from his play. I'm sure they all will, but we don't really know who's going to be the number one receiver there in Jacksonville. And I think Chark has the most to lose. I moved him down to wide receiver number 47. He's right now between two Browns, between Antonio Brown and Marquise Brown. Um, not as high on Chark anymore. Next player that's dropping is Denzel Mims. Uh, last year, I was far lower on Mims uh, than most analysts and managers. Uh, he was drafted in the late first round and sometimes the early second round of rookie drafts last year, but I had him ranked as my number 19th ranked rookie, so I wouldn't draft him until middle to the late part of the second round. Um Anyone can be wrong, but uh, I feel like this is a little I-told-you-so moment for me with Mims. I'm glad I didn't have him anywhere. Um, Mims didn't have the overall receiver traits that I like, and I also don't like drafting players out of Baylor generally as receivers, that is, out of Baylor. Um, Whereas Elijah Moore, who I spoke about last week, he absolutely does, and he's blowing up camp. Uh, Corey Davis, while injured during camp, uh, has far better, I think is already far better than Mims and has way better draft capital than Mims, even though he wasn't drafted by the Jets. And then Jamison Crowder this this week, instead of getting cut like people thought would happen, he actually um, agreed to a pay cut. So he's still on the roster. And so I think there's just too many receivers. Keelan Cole's been playing well during camp as well. Mims really looks like to be one of those other Big 12 uh, wide receiver busts in the likes of uh, Josh Doxson or Corey Coleman. Um, uh, he's my 64th ranked wide receiver right now uh, behind Tylen Wallace, uh, who was a fourth round pick in this year's draft. So that's how... Bar Mims has fallen in my eyes. Two more players to talk about, both tight ends. Uh, first is Mark Andrews. Um, as noted, um, Baltimore is, as noted, uh, like I already said, I think Baltimore is aiming to develop their passing game a little bit more in the coming years. And their 2021 wide receiver draft picks speak to that just by themselves. I'm really confident that the pass catching shares of Andrew enjoyed the last two seasons is going to decrease this season. The primary thing that you know dynasty managers look to among elite tight ends is uh, target share. 
and I'm convinced that Andrews' target share is going to drop in the next year and the next years to come as they seek to expand their offense. I moved Andrews down to number nine, so it's not a drastic drastic fall, but uh, that's still going to be pretty low compared to where most analysts would have him, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, he is a wonderful talent, but he's just not going to be the focal point of the offense, and an offense is looking to develop in the next couple years as they keep adding uh, pass catchers to their team. And finally, last player is, uh, I'll call it players, would be Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith. I'll talk about them both here. Uh, Henry and Smith are awesome players, uh, but I just don't believe that either is going to maximize their fantasy value while they're in New England together. Uh, Smith's value spiked for like a day when New England signed him right away in free agency, but uh, he and Henry's dynasty value fell days later when the Patriots signed Henry. Uh, I just think there's too many question marks in New England's offense as a whole. Uh, they added too many players in free agency, drafted Mac Jones in the first round of the NFL draft to compete with Cam Newton. It appears that they plan to do a lot of 12 personnel and just run the ball, which, you know, if they do that, that's not really going to help Henry and Smith from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, plus, the offense, I think, could look very different depending on which quarterback plays, Cam Newton, or if Mac Jones is going to get some time this year as well. Certainly will in the long term. I think Smith and Henry are going to strengthen the Patriots as a team but not provide consistent value to dynasty rosters. So I'm very confident that each of them are going to have great games during the season, but it's just going to be so hard to know which which one's going to do it on which week. And at that point, though, that can be said about almost every uh, tight end except the top-tier tight ends. All you're looking for is one touchdown, and that's a good game for a tight end. Even so, I moved Henry and Smith down to my 17th and 20th uh, ranked tight ends, respectively, in my rankings. Uh, They'd be ranked much higher if they were not on the same darn team. Well, that's it. Those are some players to consider moving down your rankings. Uh, feel free to let me know if you agree or disagree. Contact me anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. Much better on email than I'm on Twitter, so would love to communicate with you uh, via email. So that's going to be a wrap this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. As be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot for me. Uh, I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted and independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get free. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin.com.